As they are leaving for wonders of worship, our scripture this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 44 to 48. If you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Matthew chapter 13, or as always, it's printed on the cover of your bulletin. As you're able, if you would, please stand in honor of the reading of the Gospel. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us, let us pray. Please be seated and let us pray. Now, dear Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So, let me ask you a question. Can anybody tell me what Nike does? Somebody said it, they sell shoes, right? Nike sells shoes. How about Delta Airlines? What do they do? They fly planes, right? They get you from point A to point B. How about Ford Motor Company? Rusty, what do y'all do? They sell cars, right? McDonald's sells hamburgers. Crystal sells things that look like hamburgers. I mean, so many companies, you just hear the name and you know exactly what they do. But think about this. How about us as a church? What do we do? If the purpose of McDonald's is to sell burgers, what's the purpose of the church? Better yet, what's the mission of the church? Well, the United Methodist Church has a mission statement. Gail talked about the work of our annual conference, which is part of an even larger body of Christ, the global United Methodist Church, whose mission it is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. To make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. I like that. It's thinking big. We want to make disciples of Jesus not just to transfer, transform uh, the subdivision, but the world. It's a big picture approach. That's the mission of the denomination, of which we are a unique part. So that is our mission as well. But what does that mean to us specifically in this particular place? You take McDonald's, they started in San Diego, but they were not content to stay in San Diego. They wanted to sell burgers around the world, and they do. But our local McDonald's doesn't ship, doesn't ship hamburgers everywhere. They focus on selling burgers right here in Fayetteville. It is a local franchise of a global corporation. 
in the same way that we are a local congregation, which is part of a global denomination. So for us specifically, at this time, in this place, who are we called to be? What is our purpose, our mission? There's a group of us that have been talking about that, praying about that, for the better part of a year. Uh, It started to crystallize last year in the stewardship campaign, but we continue to pray and ask God to clarify. And if you're on church council, we've talked about this some in church council. But where we believe God is calling us today is connecting with God's kingdom now. That's the title of the sermon, Connecting with God's Kingdom Now. And it's on the cover of your bulletin. Uh, You can see that. If I had mine out and ready, it would be better. Uh, Right down there on the bottom, Connecting with God's Kingdom Now. So that's what I want us to talk about, not just today, but for the next few weeks, is what do we mean by connecting with God's kingdom now? Now, in future weeks, we're going to talk about the last part of that, the now part. It's an acronym, as you can see, for Nurture, Outreach, and Worship. Allison spoke with the children about that. You can see the circle there with the three different colors, three equal parts of one sermon. For us as a congregation, as well as us as individual Christians, we need a balanced life of nurture, outreach, and worship. And we'll talk about that, the how of the mission, in the future. But today, I want us to talk about the what. Connecting with God's kingdom. What do we mean when we say connecting with God's kingdom? Who is it we are trying to connect with this kingdom? So we read this scripture, three parables that Jesus tells about the kingdom of heaven. It's not hard to find parables about the kingdom of heaven. I think Jesus probably told more parables about the kingdom than anything else. Three back to back to back, right here. The first, the kingdom is like someone who found a hidden treasure. Anybody, would anybody like a hidden treasure? Wouldn't that be cool? I found a hidden treasure buried in a field. So he sells everything he's got to buy the field. Because that treasure... Is worth more than anything he's got. Worth more than everything he has. Similarly, the kingdom is like a pearl merchant who goes in search of a pearl. And he finds one of such value. He's willing to sacrifice everything to have that one pearl. Because like the treasure, it's priceless. And then the third one. The kingdom is like a net. So not only is this kingdom priceless, but it does cast a wide net. There's room for all kinds of people in this kingdom. We are connecting with God's kingdom. Again, Allison talked some with the children. The purpose of a kingdom is to so a king has a place to rule, right? A kingdom inherently needs a king. So we live in the kingdom of God. God who rules with love and with grace. When we realize what a treasure it is, we're willing to commit ourselves totally, completely 
absolutely, to living in the reign, to living in the kingdom, to living in the will of God. Because if we truly believe that God knows us and loves us better than we know ourselves, and that God wants the best for us, that's where we want to be, is living in the center of God's will. And we want people connected with that. You don't find a treasure and keep it to yourself, but you share it. You share it. So who are the people we want to connect with this kingdom? Well, there are two types of people I want to talk about. Two kinds of people that we want to be connecting with God's kingdom. First of all, are those of us who already know Christ as Lord and Savior. Those of us, sisters and brothers, within the walls of the church. The people sitting with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want to connect you with God's kingdom. I'm here all day, so I can wait. Go, yeah, you might as well go ahead. We want to connect one another with God's kingdom. All right? Now, you may say, but aren't we already connected with God's kingdom? Well, yes. But is anybody here at a place where you say, you know what? I have arrived in my relationship with God in Christ. I am as connected as I ever need to be right now with God's kingdom. See, I'm not there. Every day, I need to be better connected, more deeply connected. Let me tell you what it's like. When I turned 50, our oldest child, our married daughter in Roswell, decided it would be a good idea for the two of us, she and I, to go skydiving. I'm not sure why she decided that would be a good idea, but she decided that would be a good idea. So we went to this place in Rockmark, Georgia, where they would teach you how to skydive. They put a parachute on me, they fastened all the buckles and tightened all the straps, and they said, okay, you're good to go. I was not good to go. I said, can we double-check those straps? Would you tighten those buckles again? They're like, you're good to go. No, I'm not good to go. I want to make sure I'm as connected as possible. They're like, are you ready to get on the plane? No, sir, I'm not. Would you check my straps one more time? I want to make sure we're on the plane. Are you ready to jump? Well, can you check those? I want to make sure this is connected right. I don't want any mistakes here. Do you think I was willing just to say one time, okay, you say I'm connected to my chute, I'm good, not on your life, actually not on my life, because that's how I felt. I wanted to make sure that I was as connected as I could possibly be. Every day, every day, I want to make sure that I am as connected as I can possibly be with God's kingdom. We are called to turn to one another, to love one another, to encourage one another, to make sure that each of us is connected with God's kingdom. 30 years ago, our bishop was Ernest Fitzgerald. He actually ordained me. Uh, bishop Fitzgerald, obviously before he was a bishop, was a Methodist preacher. But before that, he was a Methodist preacher's son. He used to speak often about his father, the Methodist preacher. And he told a story once about when he was growing up in this church, there was a lady in the church that would write him notes. Ernest, I want you to know that I love you. Ernest, I want you to know how much God loves you. Ernest, I want you to know that I'm praying for you. Ernest, God has big plans for you. 
He said, the whole time my father was the pastor of that church, she wrote me these notes. But then he was appointed to a new church. And I thought the notes would stop, but they didn't. She continued to write me. And I went to college, and she continued to write me. All his life, uh, his young adult life, he continued to hear from her. Well, he went to seminary, was ordained a pastor, and he went back to see her. Intentionally went back to say, thank you so much for continuing to write me and encourage me over the years. And he said, I never really understood why you did it, but I was always grateful. And she said, I'll tell you why. She said, I worried that you would think that people treated you special because of who your earthly father was. And she said, maybe there was some of that. But I wanted you to know and never doubt that you were special because of who your heavenly father is. For years, she worked to make sure that he was always connected with God's kingdom. We are called to connect one another with the kingdom. And we'll talk about how we do that in weeks ahead. But that's one of the groups that, with which we're concerned. Those of us within the walls of the church. But there's one more group. Sisters and brothers who have not yet accepted God's grace, who do not yet know Christ as Lord and Savior, those beyond the walls of the church. We are called to be connecting them with God's kingdom into that relationship. Now, sometimes that seems daunting and intimidating because we make it so much more complicated than it needs to be. At its heart, it's all about relationship, simply showing people the love and the grace of Christ and our relationships with them. I talked to a friend of mine recently and asked permission to tell you his story. He was a college professor. His wife started visiting a church where we were. Uh, she came and she said, yes, I'm married, but he's not very interested in church. Well, she continued to come, and one day she came to see me, and she said, my marriage is falling apart. I'm about to file for divorce. I said, what's happening? She said, he's mean and ugly. And I can't take it. About a week passed when he called. Never been interested much in coming to church. But now he wanted to come see me because his wife was about to walk out. And so they came and we met. And she was angry. She said, he has always made fun of me for coming to church. But now he wants to talk to you. I'm done. And he said, you're right. I've been wrong. What can we do? And I listened to them both, and I asked her to call, take some time and calm down, maybe let some of the anger pass. I suggested to him that he give her some space to do that. But I also told them what I believe. I said, I believe in a God of resurrection. And no matter where you are, if both of you really want God to be at work in your marriage, I believe God will. And as far gone as it might seem, I think God can redeem and restore your relationship. Well, it took time, but their marriage started to strengthen. He came and came to Sunday school and worship and started to get involved and ask all kinds of questions. He was still a little skeptical, but he was trying. And the congregation just kind of embraced him, loved him, encouraged him, supported him came to see me one day to say things were going better and just to say I'm so grateful for the people here and how they've kind of welcomed me in. 
And we talked a little bit, and I said, I'm glad you have come to where you are. But there's still more ahead of you. I'm hoping and I'm praying you're going to reach that place where you realize doing things your way does not work. You need to submit your will to the will of God. You need to be ready to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. I said, I don't want to push you, but when you are ready, I'd be honored to pray with you. And he took it all in and said, I'm ready. And we prayed. And I talked to them recently, uh, and they are just still active in their congregation, loving the Lord with a solid marriage. Because a group of people loved him, embraced him, and helped him connect with God's kingdom. We are called to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Not just to sit in and encourage each other, which is important, but to go beyond the walls of the church to people who need to hear the gospel, to connect them with God's kingdom. We are, as a congregation, physically connected to our community. We are right on the town square. I'm born and raised in Georgia. I have traveled all over the state of Georgia, all, through all kinds of small towns. And one thing I have noticed, I don't know if you've noticed it, but I have noticed, Baptists almost always get the best real estate. Have you ever noticed that? They're like right on Main Street. And you have to like go a block off of Main Street to find the Methodist. But not here. We are right on the town square. We are right on the town square. Quick quiz. Anybody know how many sides a square has? I'm here all day. Anybody know how many times? Four. Thank you so much. Four. We have one of those four, right? We have more real estate on the town square than anybody. We are better possessed position than any church in Fayette County to speak right to the heart of our community. Not the heart of our community a generation ago or a decade ago, but right now. Fayette County has changed and is changing. Change is not always easy. There's a great story in the paper this morning. Anybody read the story in the paper this morning about Pinewood Studios? Anybody see that in the front page of the business section today? Go home and read that. Two of our own members are quoted in that about the impact the studio is having in Fayetteville, in Fayette County. It's a marvelous time to be the hands and feet of Christ. It's a marvelous time. We have more opportunities to be the body of Christ today than maybe at any time before us. The question is, are we ready to go out and be the body of Christ? Connect our community with God's kingdom. To intentionally look for ways to take advantage of this marvelous place where God has placed us. To be the church we have been called to be. To connect people with God's kingdom right now. That's our challenge. That's our mission. That is our calling. We'll talk about that for the next few weeks. This morning... We have this marvelous opportunity to experience that kingdom at the Lord's table. You know this. God came in the person of Christ Jesus, gave his life for us, and gave us this marvelous reminder of his grace, his body and his blood, to celebrate his grace at work in our lives. So we connect at the Lord's table. But also, 
If you come here and you're, this is your first time in church and you go, well, I'm not sure what this is all about, but I'm interested, we want you here as well. John Wesley, our founder, said, communion is a converting ordinance. That was his way of saying, you can connect with God's kingdom at this table. Wesley believed that God's grace was so powerful in the Lord's Supper that it would draw people to faith. So if you're not sure about faith, come. If you've been living in this faith all your life, come. Come. Experience the power of the grace of God. Come. Be connected with God's kingdom. Amen. Carolyn, Allison.